In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. So we're really diving into something today. Um, and I have to say, like, I was a little bit flummoxed about what the opening question could be. This has been happening to me a lot lately. And I don't know if it's just like I'm no longer creative like I once was <laughs> and now I'm not. Um, I just but- feel you've asked me lots of questions. And this one in particular, this thing we watched was so wild. I would be very curious where your brain would go to for a question on this. It is hard. I mean, as I was just saying off air, uh, I feel like we could talk about this for three hours and still more beyond that. Um, yeah. Because just like a lot is going on. <laughs> Uh, in every way that yeah. can be imagined here. But yeah. I guess the place that's good to start is, do you remember when there was that whole punching Nazis thing <laughs> on the internet? Yes. Um, I That's what I was just looking up uh, because I was trying to remember like when... Because, and what the exact circumstances were, but, like, yeah, it was good old alt-right persona Richard Spencer was the one who got punched right. in the face by someone. Right. Right, um, right. And then the whole internet went a storm yes. over it. Um, and so I guess... Uh, Is your question well, about one. to be, would I punch a Nazi? <laughs> I get, I mean, I think this is important and relevant to what we're talking about. Like, (laughs) what do we think? Um, Like, like, wait, like, would I physically do it or do I think it's right and and or okay to do it? I guess all of those questions. Okay. Number one, would I do it? Mm, I mean, (laughs) I don't want my hesitation to come off as like, I like Nazis. But, well, I think um, that's clearly what you're saying, Amy, <laughs> I am not a fighter, per se. And especially, like, yeah. physical violence does make me uncomfortable within myself. So I don't know if I could pull it off. If I were to punch in the gut, I could definitely do that. If I had to do, like, a punch to the face, that's a little bit more uncomfortable for me. Um, what about a, a nice, kick? A kick to the groin? Sure. Um, okay. a, kick to, a kick to the face also seems like weird or too much. Um, but a kick well, to the face. Well, you gotta groin. limber up for that. You gotta well, that too. Up to that too. Face. I don't know that I have quite the roundhouse kick for like a kick to the face. But um, 
Yeah, I could do a kick to the to the groin, a punch to the gut. I I think I would feel okay about that. And yeah, and definitely I, <laughs> um, I, I would not. I would, I would not be against others who felt they needed to um, work out their violence on someone who <laughs> aligned with a Nazi. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess also just to like clarify the waters of this made up scenario <laughs> is like I'm talking about someone who is in the Nazi uniform. literally a Nazi yeah, yeah yeah like not someone that you kind of think sucks like yeah. and you've just <laughs> and, called them and, a Nazi because that's yeah. also just a throwaway thing to call somebody a dickhead yeah like, we're talking we're talking whatever. literal Nazis though I will say someone that I just found to be a dickhead I still might punch in the stomach <laughs> No, well, maybe. right, right, sure. <laughs> um, because, like, well, because this whole, like, punching Nazi thing, like, Richard Spencer, um, I think there probably is, to some degree, an ability to argue, maybe he's not a Nazi, maybe he's a fascist, and he was, like, just... But he is I an think, a-hole. Oh, yeah, and, like, um, I think, obviously, the Venn diagram between being a white supremacist and an a-hole is, like, not even a Venn diagram. It's just the same two <laughs> it's a circle. squares on top of yeah. each other or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Um, I guess the trouble is, is, like, you can't tell that those people are anything because they're just wearing a sweater. Like, Right. Um, I mean, and let me be clear, also, in this... Film is not the word I would use to describe what we watched. <laughs> but in this thing that we watched, uh, the Nazis, besides Hitler himself, are wearing, like, really intense gear. Like, so I would feel even more um, liberated to punch them. <laughs> because they're wearing, like, full... I mean, I'd probably hurt myself. Yeah. But, like, they were wearing full, like, I don't know if it was gas masks or what. They basically yeah. didn't look human, so. There were gas masks in one scene, and there's a reason that I can tell you as to why that's probably so. Um, oh, and it has I to did do not with, get it. It has to do with how many extras they had. Oh, which was that. Very few. <laughs> so they weren't, yeah, that makes sense. So they weren't actual real people. So in that case, yeah, sure, I'd, I'd punch a computer-generated person. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, hello, everyone. Welcome to See You Next Week in Space. I'm Sarah Walsh with my sister and co-host, Amy Walsh. And Amy, why don't you tell the good people in our listener public what we are talking about today? Because they may be very confused. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, we talk about sci-fi on this show, and sure. we're talking, there's been a lot, like, Nazi has been said a lot in the past five minutes, so it might be confusing. So we watched a, like, what literally was this? A short film um, yeah. from 2015, which also, exclamation point that it was from 2015, but it was it is called Kung Fury. Correct. Now, before I get into the description of this movie, uh, what about the 2015 of it all? Like, are you saying you thought it was older? Yes. Um, okay. I thought it. I thought it was. I guess maybe I believed what it was pretending to be, sort of. Like okay. I, it, because I, 
because I don't watch any of the movies or types of movies that this is sort of making fun of, I think, I Mm -hmm. thought it was just being real and bad. (laughs) Okay. So, So I thought it was, yeah, from the 80s or something. Yeah, so the IMDb description says, in 1985, Kung Fury, the toughest toughest martial artist cop in Miami, goes back in time to kill the worst criminal of all time, Kung Fuhrer, a.k.a. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'm, like I, it's, wow. Um, I mean, I like some of the puns we've got going on here, but, like, mm-hmm. First of all, his name is Kung Fury. I'm not sure I quite yes. understood that. That is yes. weird. That's weird. Um, and a martial artist cop. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, so like, I think what it's doing, which I did not get, was it's making fun of like cop movies, but also martial arts movies, and also right. time travel movies, and also Nazi movies. Yes, there's a lot. Of strands, it's pulling yeah. together. And those are all types of movies I generally don't watch. So I was like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, so like, I guess maybe question one that you and perhaps our listeners share is, Sarah, how is this a sci-fi movie? And I would first say, as the person who gets to choose the movies, I can say whatever I want <laughs> about <laughs> what constitutes a science fiction movie. Well, he goes back in time. Yes, that's the main reason, is the time travel <laughs> element, um, but also is the element of, like, I would say, kind of the look of this movie, it, the fact that it's kind of, like, both, it has an animated quality um, on uh, it top looked like- of... Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, the first couple of minutes, I was like, am I watching a video game? What's happening? Right. And so it that like a video too, game. yeah, that too, to me, is like, it's not really about the content of the story as it like kind of the overall package that this delivers. Yeah. But on top of that, um, I think it's fair to say because of how this is done, that the 1985 Miami that we're introduced to is an alternate reality, not in our 1985. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so then that too. Oh, you know, like, because this Kung yeah. Fu thing, like, even, we'll, we'll get to it when Hitler does show up, um, that's not the Hitler of our his, our historical timeline, exactly. Right. It's not quite well, the same thing. And so, also, even, even, like, small plot points that aren't even plot points show that we're not living in... I agree. Like we don't, we're not in the reality that we know because, like, in this reality, when you shoot a phone, it shoots through the phone <laughs> into whoever you're talking to. <laughs> I know, which was great. Um, I was so confused. I was like, "Wait, what are we doing now?" Um, I know. So I know. So it's clearly not reality. So I buy it. Like, yeah, I buy so it. So that's whatever. Like those are those are my primary reasons that it involves time travel. And an alternate version of reality. And there are any number of science fiction movies that we've talked about that are like that. And weirdly, 
often involving Nazis. Because remember when we did The Man in the High Castle, which was that TV yeah, show that's about right. an alternative reality where Nazis and Japan won World War II. Right. Right, we're right. Um, so it, this is comfortably in our wheelhouse of yes. weirdness. <laughs> of <for> Nazis. Sure. <laughs> um, and I keep actually, this movie to me reminds me a lot of Robo Vampire in its like just almost oh, complete my God. incomprehensibility. Like where you're just, <laughs> where you're just like watching stuff happen and you're just like, like I still to this day tell people, do you really want to like, test your metal when it comes to like movie watching watch robo vampire <laughs> i clearly i like literally don't even remember that one like i remember that name but i couldn't tell you like any singular thing that happens in that movie that's also a kung fu one so that's yeah part of it um, i kind of remember that now but like yeah. yeah this one this one is just like events happening to your eyeballs <laughs> it's like yes. it's not there's not a discernible story other than what you just explained as the outline of the it plot. i guess but yes. yeah um so let's just talk a little bit yeah. about the production of this movie um so i was surprised to learn that this is actually a swedish movie made by swedes um Weird. yeah english language obviously um and in fact, funded by a Kickstarter campaign. That I believe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the writer, director, and titular, titular Kung Fury um, is played by David Sandberg. And um, he like was in Sweden directing commercials and music videos. And then I guess got an idea for this. And, but is he um, Swedish? Yes. Oh, he is. um and I and to me what kind of when I saw that he did music videos I was like oh that feels like Mm. like that skill set and what I'm seeing here there's some kind of something about it that seemed like oh I that makes sense like yeah totally um something about because like a music video is meant to be kind of edgy and like visually interesting um without and it's very it's very choppy and like editing and like yeah yeah so um I guess he got his idea for this and then put it on kickstarter in 2014 (laughs) um and the promise on that kickstarter was I think the original goal was like something like five hundred thousand dollars wow and if he got that, or maybe it was only two hundred, maybe it was two hundred thousand, but it was like some figure of between two hundred and five hundred thousand dollars. And if he got that, then he he the promise was it would go onto YouTube for free, um, <laughs> for like forever. Mm. Um, and then if he had gotten a million dollars, it was going to be a full length feature film. He wow. did not get a million dollars. Thank goodness um, he didn't make. That. <laughs> well, you may be lamenting some things shortly um so unsurprisingly um pretty much all of the shooting was done in sweden um in sandberg's like town where he worked which is not stockholm but somewhere else um uh with a green screen is most almost everything that makes sense yeah green screeny and that too like i mean i think there is something to be said for the use of green screen in this movie versus mm-hmm. the way it's 
like traditionally used in like big money making like Marvel kind of stuff because mm-hmm. I really liked the way this used green like I don't know how to describe it maybe because the whole thing looked had that kind of animated uncanny valley quality to yeah. it um but I thought that was like pleasant to watch in a way that when mm. I see like a super overproduced CGI thing I'm like oh this is kind of visually boring looking to me right um hmm. maybe there was just so much happening in this movie that you could never be visually bored I don't know yeah I don't think that's a thing that happened in this movie ever but yeah, yeah. I see what you mean um and so one of the interesting tidbits is that even though he was able to get the kind of necessary budget to make this movie it was still extremely limited um, in the grand scheme of things. So, for example, they only had one police uniform to use. I love that. That's um, hilarious. So, and in any scene where we see more than one police officer, um, they've shot one part of this, like, one half <laughs> or whatever scene, and then the other person takes the uniform and puts it on, and then wow. they do their part. And especially, and we'll get to this, but when we get to the shootout, at the police station, um, that apparently was, like, shot... Because I, if I remember correctly, that's, like... Um, it looks like it's, like, a single take, kind of, like, panoramic across, like, the room mm-hmm. from one side to the other. But what that actually is is, like, something kind of insane, like 60 different shots oh with w- just one extra doing all of it oh each time. Oh, my like, God. And, th- and then, then it got composited together. See, um, you know what's wild to me about that is, like, that sounds so much more expensive than getting some shitty material and making 60 costumes. Do you know what I mean? Like that I extra, guess. The extra editing and extra, like, filming it 60 times or whatever, like, that seems so much more expensive. I don't know. It? I mean, I truly don't know because um, I guess the feeling is, is, like, let's say, and I don't know this for sure, but let's say they were just renting that one police uniform. Then they rent it for however long, and that costs whatever it costs, but then they return it, and then they don't need it anymore. Whereas if you make 60 uniforms, what are you going mean, to do I get with those? It. Well, fair enough, but like, I just feel like if we're talking about going on the cheap, it seems like the editing and all of that other process is way more expensive than whatever it would be to get a couple more costumes. I I honestly think that, like, when it comes to movie making or really content making in general, um, the fewer people involved, the less that might expensive be true. it is. Well, that's... Like, see, I would believe that more so than, like, the costume aspect of it. So, like, we, we have... We can only well, be to, one person as opposed well, to... Well, and also to to make all of those costumes, it's not like you can't wait for one person to make 60... Right, right, right. Well, of course. Like, yes, of course. So right. that's like just in any capacity, if you're, you're like, even though this is going to be very labor intensive, can one person do it? Yes. I guess so. Okay. I guess... Fine. I guess you're um, right. I guess it's the people, it's the people power versus like the actual... Yeah, All I right, think fine, but it's still very weird. <laughs> I know. It I mean, I that's the only way it, this makes sense to me is that yeah. it's just each person involved in any aspect is that much more money that's going out of your budget. 
right? And so yeah. if you can keep the amount of people limited, then that money will stretch further. Um, and yeah. I think when I, I think I remember from the credits, like a lot of um, people, not just David Sandberg, like a lot of the names on the varying like jobs associated with movie making were like the, were same, the same person <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's all to that purpose. Now. Yeah. So this is released as promised on YouTube on the 28th of May, 2015. And just a mere two days later, by the 1st of June, it already had 10 million views. That is why that is absolutely wild. Yeah. And I think if I remember now, it's something like 30 million since. Whoa. I didn't take a look actually now that I think about it when I watched it. Because I was like, this is some weird shit I didn't even think about. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So it was quite wildly successful immediately. So much so that a sequel with Arnold Schwarzenegger is set to be released by the end of this year. And is currently in (sighs) post-production. That is, I will not watch it. Do not make me watch that. Come on, we have to. Is it like Schwarzenegger is is one of our most beloved? Is it going to be feature length? I can't watch feature length of something like this. I think, well, yes, it's a movie. It's feature length. I don't know how long exactly it is. Let me tell you how in this 31 minute thing, I stopped it multiple times and like had to come back from it. Like, because I was like, I can't like I'm I'm I can't focus on this any longer right now. Um, That's surprising to me. I thought this might be like go down smooth for you in part because of its short length. I mean, the short length Um, was good, but I still was checking the like the um, the time bar or whatever you want to call it, like multiple times. And and at one point (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, I'm only eight minutes. in." (laughs) (laughs) That was just because of how much had happened in that eight minutes. Surely. Mm, Well, and the fact that I was like, is this not over yet? Yeah. Um, so all of this is to say critics also love this movie. Um, it's it like it's premiered to great acclaim um, because it is such a send up of all of these various genres that you mentioned previously. <laughs> um, and then it also inspired a video game. Uh, that I could that, see. Yeah. I mean, I mean definitely... Uh, when we see quite a lot of the fight scenes, that's quite obviously, you know, like it looks a lot like Mortal Kombat and and like video games from that era as well. Um, so that's clearly a part of it. Uh, but that's kind of like all I guess we really super need to know as backstory to this movie. Okay. Um, now, again, speaking to... The saving of monies, uh, there's hardly any meaningful characters in this beyond Kung Fury and Adolf Hitler. Um, so Kung, yeah. Kung Fury is played by David Sandberg, who um, is really, this is interesting too. So there's actually another Swedish director called David F. Sandberg. Um, That's a different guy. But it seems to be a different man. Um, and How the weird. David Sandberg associated with this production barely has a web presence. 
Like, I can't That's figure wild. out how old he is. Um, the only pictures of him are pictures of him as Kung Fury. <laughs> um, but, like, I also wonder, too, if at some point there's going to be a reveal of, like, the man who plays Kung Fury... Is someone else. Is somebody else. Yeah. And David Sandberg... Is a is fake name. a different guy. Yeah, like, or some kind of weirdness Well, you know, like... They did that with that movie, um, Suspiria, when they tried to make it seem like that old man was not Tilda Swinton. Oh, right, 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 right. Spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert for Suspiria. <laughs> it came out, like, five years ago, so get over it. I, look, it doesn't bother me, but, um, I'm saying everyone else. Everyone else get over it. <laughs> yeah, um, so I don't really know anything about this guy, and perhaps when Kung, Fu- Kung Fury 2 comes out, there might Holy be more shit. of a revelation. Um, but then in terms of who's playing Adolf Hitler, we've already kind of alluded to this. That's played by um, a 38-year-old Jorma Tacone, who, as you've said, is a member of the Lonely Island. Um, and he is mostly, at least seeming from IMDb, he's mostly kind of a writer rather than mm-hmm. an actor. Um, but even so, he has quite a lot of acting credits, but those are primarily music videos by the Lonely Island. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and he will be repeating his role as Adolf Hitler in Kung Fury 2, just an FYI. Oh, wow. Okay. So, we have some things. I mean, I like for- him. I like him fine. I'm just like, you know, how much Hitler do we need in our lives? I know, and we can certainly talk about that. Um, yeah. Because, I well, I, this too, I think, is like, in 2015, 2015, even though it was only a mere seven years ago, things were different then. <laughs> um, yeah, that's and true. I think this in the cons in the the place we are now, this maybe reads differently than mm-hmm. it what it would have at the time. Um, that's true. Which is why I was looking up that Nazi punching thing because I was like. Does this predate the Nazi punch? Is this like building mm. off that? But it the Nazi the Nazi punch is twenty seventeen, so mm. um, we hadn't quite gotten there yet, I guess. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention uh, is that David Hasselhoff makes a bit of a cameo <laughs> in this movie. Um, like, if you can afford David Hasselhoff, don't you think you could afford like one other person? I would spend so much more money to ensure that the Hass is there. <laughs> I would. Fair. I would. I'd be That's like, fair. I'd be like, we don't, do we even really need the one police uniform? Is there a way <laughs> we can do without it? Is there a way it? that <laughs> guy could be naked in this scene, please? In this Miami, do the cops wear shorts? That's slightly yeah. less material. Um, yeah. No, I, I, like, and when I, when that happened, I was like, this is an amazing choice. I support this 100%. And oh especially because he sings the final credit song. Yeah, I was like, what's, is this movie still going? What is happening? <laughs> um, and then that's really all we super need to know. Um, everyone else in this movie when I looked at their IMDb list, this is basically the only credit that they have. That um, makes sense. And then as well, and it's 
This I found particularly strange, and I'm not really sure what this means, but quite a lot of the actors who appear on film are voiced by somebody else. That's um, weird. And that I also don't fully know what that is about. And um, the guy who is the, the main guy, David Zamberg, whatever, um, he didn't do like a normal person voice ever the whole well, time. Well, that's what I was just talking about with a friend when I was at my lengthy brunch <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> um, not lengthy of my own choosing listeners, but rather because <laughs> of making some poor timing choices. Um, but like I was saying, like, I find it funny and this, this is, I'm sure this is part of the send up, right? Like, cause yeah. in, the, in cop movies, especially every man has the graveliest voice you've ever yeah. heard in your life. And in particular, um, the voice that Kung Fury seems to be doing in this movie is very, t- it, to me, it read a lot like Bruce Willis and Die Hard, like. Uh, mm. I, I, I don't. I'm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's. Yeah, I don't know Die Hard that well, but yes, it's that. Like, just like I'm a tough guy cop, and uh, I'm gonna yeah. talk like this. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't get up this early in the morning not to kick your ass. Like right stuff like that, and I'm like right. But that's not like the voice you use when you call like your bank to ask about an overdraft charge. Like, right. that's not but he, your But he was using voice. it the whole time. You know, <laughs> yeah. of course not. I don't, like, I, I would, mean, I think it's an interesting, just like, truism about, let's say, movies made for men. Uh, <laughs> where, like, the main male character, and maybe most of the male characters, do this voice thing yeah and and it's and it's apparent like everyone knows that's not how somebody sounds like right um i mean for every one person who sounds a bit like clint eastwood or john wayne (laughs) most everybody else doesn't sound like that like yeah most everybody um, else is like pretending to sound like that or they need to clear their throat right and so i don't know there's something about it that to me is kind of Funny I'm sure it was inher- part of it. Like, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it was part of it. I didn't again, I was still not fully aware of the parody here or like what we were doing in terms yeah. of seriousness. So I was like, what's happening? I, th- <laughs> I think we can be safe to ac- accept that this is a parody. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Without I even... did I didn't get it right away. I know I said that already, but like I really didn't. I was like, I, I mean, just thought it was I... supposed to be bad. I just thought it was bad. Well, and that I think is interesting too, because to me, what I thought I liked best about this in an overall sense was that it did feel like a time capsule. Like, yeah. uh, it really did to me, like, how would I put this? Like, um, sometimes movies are set in an era, but they're made with the technologies of the now, right? And right. so. You're like, okay, like this is a cute movie about the 80s or this is a fun movie about the 70s or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still but it but still it's got a different quality to it. When it's like sometimes movies are like, we're gonna make it either with the stuff that they had at the time. Sometimes people choose to do that, like we're gonna use this kind of film and this kind of camera and this kind of this and these kinds of um effects or whatever. Or yeah. they're like, we'll use modern technologies, but we're gonna but we can use those to make it look like 
it actually came from this other time. Mm-hmm. And this really got a lot of that looking like it belonged in 1985. It got that really right. And yes. in fact, it starts out immediately doing that because there's that logo that comes on first that says laser unicorns and has, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like yeah. metallic-y looking. Yes. Um, with like kind of gothic lettering that says laser unicorns and the unicorn has like it's so it's all silvery and it's got red glowing eyes (laughs) and as soon as I saw it I was like oh yeah that looks exactly or somehow it was reminiscent to me of um the Sabin or Saban I don't know exactly how to pronounce it films logo and others Mm -hmm. similar to it but like Sabin is what did Power Rangers um yeah so and also there was parts where now I'm realizing it was I'm sure put in there but there was parts where it was like um getting grainy and it would say like tracking and play like it looked like it was in like from an old like VCR recording of it and like someone had taped it off the tv yeah and I really like I bought it I I mean I did I I remember thinking like was that real is that only on like what's happening here and then I was thinking that like so many people in 2015 even but now especially wouldn't know what tracking was no absolutely (laughs) not absolutely not tracking static like all that stuff um no but like so that to me was something that I genuinely enjoyed throughout yeah um and I do think like those little nods of like the tracking stuff and the blurriness and whatever that I thought was also done nicely in that you could have overdone that very easily and it could have been like just lay off with it we liked it the one time like um it was used in my mind sparingly enough that you're like I didn't ever get sick of these stupid like kind of well not stupid but like these like yeah reminders that could kind of take you out of it in a sense if you wanted to um so here we go we start with as always <laughs> a Chiron where we learn it's Miami 1985 um and it in a sense this is the cold open I guess um <laughs> because we're in some alleyway a cop car pulls up alongside some crime guys um, <laughs> and the cop says, have you got a permit? And it looks like, because they've got, they're like crime guys, but of course, because it's the 80s, one of them has a boom box. Of course. And I thought they had guns. I thought that's what the, the cop was asking is, do you have permits for those guns? And then one of the crime guys says something like, I'll show you my permit. And then he takes, so like one of the crime guys has a boom box because it's 1985. The other crime guy has a skateboard because it's 1985. And so then he takes the skateboard and like puts it under the cop car and then stomps on one side of the skateboard. And then the cop car launches into (laughs) the sky. (laughs) And I was like, whoa the movie's started get paying attention like really pay attention because this is gonna be wild um and then 
I can't remember exactly. I think we follow the cop car through the air and it smashes down in a different street. On that street, it, we're outside of an arcade. Again, super 80s. Yeah. We go into the arcade and there are these two guys playing whatever game. I don't think it really super matters. But um, I think, isn't it like when one of them loses the game, he like... I don't know, says explodes fuck you or something or something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's what it was. Oh, the game says fuck you, and then the game actually like comes alive and like gives him double middle fingers. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I mean, come on. We've <laughs> talked about our our mutual desire to do double middle fingers to everyone in a room. Like we yes. so Yeah. No, I <laughs> laughed. I mean, there was multiple times I laughed very hard. Like just being like, what? <laughs> Yeah, and, like, and the game saying fuck you and giving the double middle fingers was one of the times. Because it, like, com- not only, like, it's not just it comes to life, it becomes a Transformer, um, which is also super 80s. Because it's, like, a cabinet video game that first on its screen says fuck you, and then grows <laughs> arms and legs, and then the arms have hands which say fuck you, middle finger. And then... <laughs> Um, it jumps out of the arcade into the street and starts just going ape shit, um, and shoots the cop's head off. That was, that cop is having a rough night, by the way. Really rough night. Like, he survived but not as, launched but into not the as sky. R- but not as rough as the, the cop that gets, like, sliced in half. That was great. But we're not even, yeah, so. <laughs> oh, sorry, so, sorry. Yeah, we're almost there. Um, so then there's chaos in the streets of Miami because of the Transformer video game losing its shit. Kung Fury is at his apartment with some woman. Um, we never learn her name. Maybe it's his girlfriend. Who knows? Um, and he gets a phone call and they're like, Kung Fury, we need you at such and such address. And I think she even says something like, do you really need to go... Or whatever, uh-huh. and he's like, I gotta help out my, like, my team or whatever. You know, something <laughs> like that. And yeah. so then he jumps out of his window and lands in his car. And then, like, in the... So this is a part where already I was like, I, I don't know what... I, did I look away for a second? Because... He's driving his car to get to this attacking Transformer. And then all of a sudden, he's standing on top of the car and shooting Mm. a gun as the car is flying through the air. And I was like, wait, what happened? (laughs) Wasn't he just driving on a street? How is he now in the air on top of his car shooting a gun? That's a fair question. I don't think logic questions are going to get us very far no i mean and i don't need (laughs) it i don't need it to follow the rules of physics in our realm because we've already established that this is not our reality yeah Um, i just was more like did i literally look down for one second and this and now we're totally in a different thing than what i thought was happening before apparently so the answer is yes Um, yeah (laughs) and so then he he and the car land in front of the Transformer video game. 
they have a fight. He <laughs> manages to neutralize the video game. And then, of course, as, as we will see throughout the remainder of this short film, he says, game over. Um, God. And you're like, okay, cool. But it's not, and, because the movie keeps going. <laughs> um, but then, because this is the cold open, we need some explanations about what's going on here. Which, thank you, writer-director David Sandberg. We sure do. Um, so then we're in an alley in the past and we get a voiceover from Kung Fury talking about how he's become Kung, Fur- Kung Fury. Yeah. Um, because first we learn that he was just a normal beat cop and he and his partner followed somebody called the Red Ninja down this mm-hmm. alleyway. And so we're seeing it happen as he's doing the voiceover. Yeah. And this is where this so, like, describe how his, how the Red Ninja kills his partner. Well, I can't remember what, um, uh, what a weapon he has, but he literally slices him in half. Like, and then he kind of, like, dissolves into, like, a goo on the ground. Well, and you need to clarify, because I think sometimes, and what we typically see in a movie where someone is cut in half, because they're all oh, I don't mean like, like that. Yeah, I don't mean cut in half, like... Uh, torso, and then there's, like, a torso, and then there's legs. I mean cut in half, like, if someone were to go down the, like, center of your skull and just, like, slice well, it in half like a block of cheese. Well, and also, even even that is a bit unusual because rather than being cut, like, down the middle, like, where it's, like, the blade would come between your eyes and down your yeah. nose... and. This is cut front to back. Front, right, right, right. So because <laughs> and also the back part has the tongue sticking out ooh. and it falls back from Gross. which I loved that. I was like, that's some real attention to detail, right? That's here. wild. And can you imagine, like, and it's not like you know to actually cut. Hmm, we again, we don't need to get into like logistics and reality, but like to actually cut someone in half like that. A number one, I don't think is humanly possible, but maybe. Um, but you would have to go through skull, so you'd have to really get a good, I mean, you'd it would not to, take one big, like, easy slice, like a piece of need, cake. No, like, the blade would have to be incredibly sharp, and yeah. you you'd yourself need, like, a would have to have incredible strength to Yeah. There have been movies that show things like this, um, but I have never seen where the the cutting went separating front half of that's why it was wild like that, it was wild that was really something um <laughs> needless to say so this happens in front of uh kung fury's eyes um we don't know what his name is before he was kung fury but then it just so happens that as he's watching this he feels like some kind of rage and then there's lightning coming and he he also says and i was bitten by a cobra um <laughs> And so then in in this moment he mutates and and is kind of has an out of body experience where he's told that there's this like special type of kung fu and he's the chosen one to carry this legacy or whatever. <laughs> and when he comes back into himself 
as Kung Fury, mm-hmm. he's still standing there in front of this person who just killed his partner. So mm-hmm. he attacks the Red Ninja and like kicks him with such force that the Red Ninja is like launched into the air and <laughs> lands or like crashes through what I can only assume is a fuel truck because then there's this massive explosion. <laughs> And then we get one of the things that I love in any movie where, like, we see the profile, like, the silhouette of Kung Fury in front of a big ball of fire. (laughs) Um, And then he, like, launches into the sky and does one of those side kung fu kicks, you know, where, like, both legs are going to the side. Mm -hmm. And he does that. He, like, does that in front of a full moon. And then we just get Kung Fury written over it and i was like we are in for a real ride here yeah um and this is also i'll just mention it's hard to really describe but i also super loved the soundtrack of this like really i can't yeah because it's all it's all very 80s again like and really done uh, like well like that's what i mean is like the reason why to me this like worked so well as a parody is they took all of the details really seriously and we're like we're not just writing something that sounds like a crappy 80s song we're gonna really like get this feeling right um (laughs) and so they had a bunch of that and the i can't remember it now but the kung fury theme song was just such a opportunity wow so Now we are back into the current day, 1985, um, Mm -hmm. and we're in the police station. Kung Fury is being yelled at by his boss because he, in the process of neutralizing this Transformer, um, you know, there was a lot of property damage and stuff (laughs) happening. Um, And so the police chief, uh, says to him that he needs a partner. And of course, Kung, we've just seen Kung Fury hasn't had a partner since his one got killed by the Red Ninja. So he's like, I refuse to have this. Um, uh-huh. who, who is the partner that comes in during this whole meltdown? Oh my God. <laughs> well, I don't know. Where do we start with this? Well, his new partner is a dinosaur. And it's more specifically Triceracop. Um, And he's a dinosaur. Also, more specifically, a dinosaur head, seemingly human body cop. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And to make this... Normal. Totally normal. (laughs) To make this all the more... Um, maybe kind of like discombobulating. Um, he's got a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't remember uh, that actually. Yeah, he's got a British accent. And as is often the case in these movies, Kung Fury is like yelling about this turn of events as though Triceracop isn't there. Um, so that really heightens the humor. Like, meanwhile, somewhere else in town, down by the marina, um, Hitler emerges. He appears, um, not sure exactly from where, and he steals 
a big 1985 mobile phone from a guy oh down my by God. the docks. That phone was also crazy. Well, that's like a real thing that existed. But it looked bigger even than like what they used to be. It looked even, it looked cartoonishly big. Well, but don't you remember, haven't you watched like old timey Saved by the Bell? Oh, like, I know, but I know, I know, I know exactly what phone was it was. Shockingly suppo- huge. No, I know what phone it was supposed to be. I thought it looked even bigger than that. Maybe. To, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But, but maybe the guy who was holding it just was real small. <sighs> maybe. <laughs> you know, like what if it was basically like a person with a very tiny hand and a very tiny head and oh made my the God. phone look bigger? Well, yikes. Well, that's a whole other story. But I thought it just looked small. I mean, big. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they maybe also used it slightly. because So then Hitler steals the phone from this guy and somehow has a gun. Not sure how. Um, then what happens? Oh, well, is this when they're starting to shoot in the phone? Yes. Okay, so... I- I didn't, I didn't track like who was what this phone call was about. But um, <laughs> when he's the call goes through and they're shooting through the phone, and uh, like <laughs> I was watching it, I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> so who, they're shooting like as if they're shooting at the phone, and then yes. the bullets are coming through and hitting yes. whoever is on the other side of that phone call. Yes, and it's a fucking bloodbath on the other end of that phone line. Um, like, yeah, this one, I think this one, in a sense, might have been, to me, I don't know if funny is quite the right word to describe this, but I thought this was a really was just, wild idea. Like, yes. to be like, we're going to have a shootout where Hitler's, like, shooting through the phone and the bullets are coming out. On the other side, killing everyone. <laughs> um, and this is that scene that we talked about before where we get like a big pano shot of all of these different police officers getting picked off by Hitler's phone gun. Um, <laughs> and it is something to see when you understand that each single person is is actually a single person who's done like the one move that they were asked to do and then they're like they've put they've composited all those shots to make one long shot like that it's to me so is really quite intense so yeah. um after that attack is over um we're introduced to a di- another character called hacker man um and he <laughs> says that he can trace the call <laughs> To figure out who was just shooting at them. And so then he and Kung Fury go to, I guess, his apartment or his lair. I don't really know. His hacking station. Indeed. Um, And so Hacker Man determines that the call came from Hitler. Um, Oh, God. And again, showing that we are not in our own timeline... Uh, Kung Fury says, oh, I know who that is because Hitler was a Kung Fu master in the 1940s and wanted to get the power of Kung Fury for himself to become the Kung Fuhrer. Um, but he was unsuccessful 
luckily. So immediately Kung Fury is like, I think the reason Hitler is here is that he's trying to take my Kung Fury chosen one powers. Um, (laughs) And so he's like, so the only thing I can do is go back in time to before when Hitler left to stop him from coming to 1985 at all. Um, and so, yeah, sure, sure. Now he comes up with this plan and then he turns to Hacker Man and says, can you help me time travel? (laughs) (laughs) What if he said no? What if he was like, I know, I know. Like what plan, literally what next then? Yeah. If like, but luckily Hacker Man, um, can hack Kung Fury back in time. And so we get to have... We get to have a great computer montage um, where primarily Hacker Man is just wearing a Nintendo Power Glove and <laughs> typing things into an old computer. <laughs> um, but I, I did like, there was this one point where he's like almost ready to complete the hack and the computer monitor has on the screen, you're about to hack time. Are you sure? I- <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> Uh, that was good um so of course he says yes and then a portal opens up and uh kung fury goes through it but as soon as he goes through hacker man realizes i guess he's made a miscalculation or something because he's actually hacked too much time so he's realizing yeah he's realizing this as Meanwhile, we're seeing Kung Fury go through, like, this time portal, which is just, like, the background of a school photo that I wanted to get in 1985, like, a bunch of lasers and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's happening. And when he comes We weren't allowed to get those school... That background, by the way. We were only allowed to get the traditional background. I remember one time I like somehow talked mom into letting me get a plain purple background but that was interesting. it interesting i don't know why they even had that but yeah i always wanted the laser ones too and mom was always like no no yeah the la- there was lasers there was weird fake wicker chair <laughs> there was like- i feel like there was one that was like stars maybe like twinkles behind you or something yeah i don't know if yeah. it, were those more expensive i never thought about it at the time i, I guess they must have been i they must have been more expensive certainly even though that's totally stupid because when it actually came to picture day it was just those weird screens that they would pull down yeah like, that's some garbage so that it, they would have made it more expensive i don't see why that should cost any more money like no. at all but it shouldn't cuz basically it looks cheesier it looks worse but like oh it absolutely well and i well what i do remember is i don't know if mom's motivation was this is more expensive and we don't have the money but what she always said was you won't want this in the future. <laughs> like, and she couldn't be more wrong because I do want that <laughs> right now. I would like and, to see my picture with lasers. And also, wasn't it like when you got those like different backgrounds, wasn't there also one where you could have it be like, there would be your main face. Yes. But then there would be like a reflection of your face like up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you're right. Yeah, and that that I wouldn't be surprised if that was more expensive because that does require some like weird editing stuff. But probably, and especially but, back then in the olden days, like. And that one would be one where I'd be like, "This is really cheesy," but I would want that now. That's the thing. Like, it would be <laughs> so of that time that I would want it now. Well, the fact is, I bet to your ass you can go find someone to take a picture of you. Like, that I don't want right it now. No, I don't want it. I don't want it of me now. I don't. Oh man. I don't, if you and Isaac were Christmas card people, can I request that this coming that that's Christmas, what we do? Yes. Oh my god. We put we have lasers in the back and then our floating heads. Oh my god. Yes. Um, I would. Love I don't it. want one of me as an adult like that. I want to like be like, oh look at like a dumb kid. Like that's... I know. Anyway, I know. that is exactly what this part looked like. It was those lasers from the background mm-hmm. of those school pictures. Yep, and so then when he gets out of the portal on the other side, he's at this very beautiful-looking mountain lake scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately for him, he doesn't get to enjoy it very much because immediately a laser raptor shows up, <laughs> which is like sure. a dinosaur that shoots lasers out of its eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he immediately is like, Oh no, I went too far back. <laughs> yep. Um, so again, this is the whole thing. He knew what a laser raptor was because he had yeah. learned about it in school, presumably. So this has to be a different world than the one we're familiar or with. Or they're just not teaching us the right things because, like, hard to say. Uh. But meanwhile, while he's seeing one laser raptor sort of attacking him, a different laser raptor, I think, um, shows up being ridden by a lady who introduces herself as Barbariana. <laughs> is she riding a lady a laser raptor, or isn't she? I thought she was riding like a big dog. I thought she was riding later, like a big like husky. Yeah, later she rides on a wolf, but at first she's riding on a dinosaur. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. 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 Um, Although I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but, or maybe no, it's that remember. when, cause then Katana also shows up and she's like, um, like, so Kung Fury explains to them his situation and they're like, oh, we know someone who can help you. And then Barbariana is like, Katana can give you a ride. And I think they, uh, go off on a dinosaur the two of them i think that's what happens i believe you Um, i can't really remember and then they go to this like to the shores of the lake and they call thor um and that also checks out that like if thor is a god then probably he would exist in all realities like yeah he's capable of that um, and so she calls Thor, he comes, they explain what's going on, um, and so Thor opens a time portal to the 1940s, mm-hmm. so that Kung Fury can finally find Hitler. Um, and again, we get a great pun, because, he, like, I forget, I guess Kung Fury is going on and on, and he, Thor is just like, stop. Hammer time. 
uses his hammer to make the portal open. Oh, my God. That was good. I do remember that. Um, I also was thinking when I was watching this. So this is, so Thor, let me just make sure I am saying this properly. So Thor is one of the ones where the person who we see on film is not the voice that goes mm. with it. That's also mm-hmm. true of um, Katana. Mm. Um, but I was when I was looking at Thor, the physical actor, I was like, that is a weirdly tight old guy. Like, he was super muscular in a way yeah. that I was like, is that possible when someone looks like they're like 70? <laughs> um, but I guess it is. Uh but I was like, wowee. Um, and when I see someone like that, I'm like, have you been hungry your whole life? Your whole <laughs> life have you been hungry? Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, so once the time portal is open, Kung Fury is getting ready to leave. And he leaves his, he's, he's like, here, ladies. And he leaves his phone number for... Oh, yeah. Barbariana and Katana, and then he's that like, oh yeah, too. and here's also a phone, <laughs> and that's how you can call me. Yeah, and then it was like a weird phone commercial or something. Yes, yes, which I also really loved. And then we get to title card, Nazi Germany. And Ooh. this is where, do you want to say now you're feeling about too much Hitler content? Yeah, I yeah, I will. Um there's too much Hitler content. <laughs> um just basically I feel like we're so obsessed with him and and that time period and wanting to like um and I'm not saying we shouldn't acknowledge it. That's not what I'm saying, but like there's so much stuff about Hitler and I do feel like it's like overkill. Like we get it. Yeah. I mean, and my reaction to this was like, again, I hear the phrase Nazi Germany in my nightmares because <laughs> it's, it's a thing students say to me all the time. And they say it in this way that is like, we all know what we're talking about here. Nazi Germany. Right. And I'm like, like it's a place you- in a specific, like a specific place as if we're talking about like, um, I'm going to Philadelphia. Germany. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> um, Well, and especially the thing that I think is most maybe like raises my hackles about it is people say this phrase Nazi Germany and it's like, oh, everyone knows what that is. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, and most of the people who use that phrase have not read even a book about this (laughs) time period or anything. They just are like making these assumptions about what they think that it is. And... I'm like, it's not this, don't, like, and especially I think, and this is I kind of going into what I was thinking about this, is like, in 2015, I think this probably would have been a bit more funny than it has become, because yeah. now people really do say, oh, you're going to, like, make me wear a mask, like, in Nazi Germany, and I'm like, <laughs> what are you saying? Like, yeah. you clearly don't understand what Nazi Germany was when you use this phrase the way you're using it. Like, but I'm now also realizing that, like, the 
that in this movie, the combination of like Nazis, Vikings, and cops mm. is also the white supremacist trifecta. Like, oh, yeah. And so that's interesting. To, mm. But again, I think that's like, I think that's also speaking to how, how time has changed some of those things in the seven yeah. years between when this movie was made and where we are now. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but I think in 2015 I probably could have been a bit more lighthearted about some yeah, of this. Yeah. And I Yeah, am. yeah, yeah. No. And I understand that again that this is parody, this is all the things like so I like I'm more forgiving of it than like some of the dramas we have to watch about Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um so when we arrive at quote unquote Nazi Germany, um <laughs> we first start just on the street, there are two Nazis who are comparing their mustaches to each other. <laughs> and they're, they're both Hitler mustaches. I think we can get the joke <laughs> there. Um, Kung Fury appears through this portal and they're sitting next to a tank. So he picks up the tank and like basically like swings it like a baseball bat and smashes them. <laughs> and then, of course... It. Then, of course, he says, thank you. Um, he did not. So I forgot that. He did. He absolutely did. Oh, God. 100%. He is the king of the weird pun, the violent yeah. pun. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we, are, we go to this rally, this Nazi rally, where Hitler is talking about his kung fu skills. Um, and this is where you thought, like, the Nazis look strange yes. um, because they're all wearing gas masks. Yes. But like I said, I think similar to the police station scene, that they're wearing sense. a gas mask because it's really just one extra that's then repeated. That makes sense. Over and I over get again. that. I mean, that, that was a, it was supposed to be a, it was a big rally of type yes. or if, yes. you know, so I could yeah. see that. Um, Kung Fury busts into this <laughs> rally by throwing the tank he had through a wall and Perfect. jumping through it. Um, then he starts attacking the Nazis. Um, and yet another really great pun is as he's ripping the arm off of one of them, he says, I'm disarming you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so good. Um, nice. Uh, then, wait. Oh, yeah. Then he also, at one point, like, holds a Nazi's head and, like, pulls up and then rips its spine out. Um, so and then there was, a, there was another pun that went with that that I don't remember. Um, and so he's kind of laying waste to this crowd. Is this the part where, I don't know if this, this is, he kills somebody and, like, they, or throws them across the room and they like smash on the back wall and their body is like all contorted and then they um, peel off and fall down and their their body <laughs> um, with their body print I guess you could say is now uh -huh. in the shape of a swastika. Yes, that's yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> that one was good right. too. <laughs> um. So in. As Hitler is taking this all in, he decides to grab a machine gun and start shooting at Kung Fury. 
Kung Fury does get hit but continues to fight. Meanwhile, all of Kung Fury's friends show up. So we've got Thor, we've got Barbariana and Katana and <laughs> Hacker Man and Triceracop. All there. Oh, and one of the dinosaurs is there as well. Of course. Um, and so then they all join into this like melee. Um, but as everyone is trying to attack Hitler, Hitler gets protected by his eagle robot. Of course. Um, you know, that's we're introduced to that concept. Totally normal. Um, and once the fight seems to die down. Everyone realizes that Kung Fury, who had been hit in the chest multiple times by Hitler's machine gun, is mm-hmm. dead. Meanwhile, we, we end up in this cartoon world briefly, where we see Kung Fury as rendered a bit like He-Man, mm-hmm. um, or even G.I. Joe cartoon, um... And he's speaking to his spirit animal, Cobra, because remember, he was bitten by a cobra. That's part of the reason <laughs> he's come Fury. And um, and also, I should just say, uh, I know that the concept of spirit animals for non-Indigenous people is deeply offensive. Um, is it? Yeah. I did not know that, actually. This is a more recent development um oh. not really meant to because we don't actually get what that means to have like a spirit guide like is a real thing oh. um so anyway but that is the way they describe this got it whole thing um mm. so basically his this cobra which is some sort of con- mystical connection to him appears in this afterlife cartoon world Mm -hmm. And Cobra explains that he's dead and that this is heaven. Kung Fury responds with fury. Um, (laughs) He never never says anything in this movie like, I'm Kung Furious, does he? No, but why doesn't he say that? He should. He really should. I mean, it would be a different (laughs) movie if he did. (laughs) It would be five minutes long if it was, but... Yeah, it would be like... Hi, I'm Kung Fury. I guess that's Bye. it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Kung Furious, and then that would be it. Yeah. Um, so then, in response to this, he starts fighting his own spirit guide, Cobra, um, out of rage that he's dead. And mm-hmm. then, cut back to real life, quote-unquote, uh, Kung Fury wakes up, back in this like now neutralized crowd of Nazis or maybe they're all dead now I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. and hacker man reveals that he hacked away the bullet wounds the which fuck? nobody knows what that is yeah um, this then allows us to have the final confrontation between Hitler and Kung Fury um when Hitler is and I mean this I think is also accurate of Hitler and certainly Nazis when they're all alone, when there's just one, all of a sudden, a lot of the bluster goes away. Mm. Um, so as soon as Hitler realizes he has to face Kung Fury on his own without any sort of backup, 
He starts trying to befriend him, um, to which, to speak to your answer, Kung Fury punches him in the balls. Fair. Um, and then Thor smashes him with his hammer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it seems as though Hitler is dead. Love it. At this time, Kung Fury apologizes to Triceracop because <laughs> Triceracop has shown that he is a good partner. Um, and then they hug. And then the dinosaur that has accompanied the two Viking women um, says to the whole group, teamwork is very important. Oh, um, and then they all do the required 80s laugh where yeah. everybody laughs together and that tells us that everything's fine and you know everything's concluded as it should yeah unfortunately though there's still a oh. scotch more movie because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we come back we get our final title card which says two days earlier in the future that We're- what the fuck does that mean <laughs> Um, it means that, um, basically we've, we're back in the set. Okay. Okay. We've reset to slightly before where we started the last time. Okay. Okay. That, okay. (laughs) That's just a weird way to word it. Okay. Yes. And so we're on the street. We see Kung Fury fighting the arcade game again. Mm -hmm. Um, and we also see him driving in his car. This is where the Hoff 9000 comes in, <laughs> where David Hasselhoff voices Kung Fury's car, obviously oh in God. an homage to a show we have talked about, Knight Rider. Right. Um, and so then um, there's, again, we kind of get a reprise. Is it reprise or reprise? Um, I don't know. I think I say it both ways, depending. Mm, well, I'll just say reprise for now. Um, mm-hmm. We get a reprise of the fight between Kung Fury and the arcade game Transformer. Um, it, again, dies as we saw the last time. Um, but then Kung Fury... Like, so this was a bit confusing because it's kind of... There's a scene at the very beginning that if you didn't pay attention, you wouldn't have even really noticed before. Um, But basically, Kung Fury, as he's looking at the dead Transformer, sees Mm -hmm. that it's got a swastika on its side that he hadn't noticed before. I definitely didn't notice that myself. And then we get a final shot where the eagle robot and Hitler show back up. In 1985. So my read of this, and I'm not sure that it's true, is that this is just an unending time loop situation. Oh, Lord, above. Oh, that's my, oh, that's my nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. Time loop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we've done a lot of time loop. And I'm well. not a fan of it. I get and I get very lost when things... I mean, I just make myself sound stupid, and that's fine. But I get very lost when stories are not linear. I get very confused about, like, where we're at. 
Yeah, I mean... This one I didn't I, care about. It doesn't matter. But, like, in other time loop scenarios. Well, time loops in general are inherently hard to follow. I think that's kind of the point of anything yeah. where that's... Like, like in the various things we've watched where the time loop is the main point of the story, yeah. um, it can get confusing pretty quickly depending on how yeah. many loops we're getting ourselves through yeah um and i guess that's the point i kind of i did enjoy this one where at least as it seemed to be from the viewer's perspective we saw the start of the time loop so we saw yeah. like the first iteration of what yeah. presumably now could be keeping repeating into infinity Mm-hmm. Um, now I'll just say, uh, it certainly seems like something to do with this time loop thing will be revisited in the sequel because, uh, you would think Dorma Tacone is identified as playing Hitler in that movie. So, wow. um, we will find out perhaps what <sighs> that entails. Um, and that's it. All done. Wowie kazawi. We talked way longer about that movie than the movie's running time. And that's, yeah. And the I mean, movie I was expected, also too long. <laughs> I expected that, but nonetheless, yeah. pretty wild. Um, yeah. So, yawns and eye rolls. Uh, one yawn is I was not bored for one second. And ten yawns is I was bored every second. Oh what wow! Did you give it? Well, you know, bored is tough. I was not bored, but I was like kind of over it a couple of times. <laughs> okay. I was just like, I don't really want to be watching this right now. Um, so I, I'll give it like a three. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I was pretty engaged. So. <laughs> I think I'll give it a one, which is wow, okay, something. Um, eye rolls, though. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, one eye roll is. Come on, just have a bit <laughs> of fun and su- suspend your disbelief. And ten eye rolls is like, I just can't with this. Okay. Well. <laughs> when I first thought this was serious and real and like really from the 80s and all of that, I was like, this is absolutely nuts. And when I realized it was from 2015 and there was like another thing going on, I was like, well, this is still nuts, but it's like another layer of nuts. Mm-hmm. I do think this is the most batshit crazy thing we've ever watched. Um, That's really so saying I, something. I know, but I really think that it is because like it really is out there. So I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> wow. 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 Um, huh. Yeah. I don't know. I really did enjoy being in this world. It did seem also super nuts though. Yeah. And, and I rolls isn't necessarily that it's <laughs> no, bad. No, it's not it's about enjoyment. Like... Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I similarly will. G- I think I do have to give it a high score just because, like, 
you know, the skateboard launching the police car into the air. Um, Slices a guy in half. They shoot through a phone. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's true. You're right. You're reminding me of, of some things. Um, so, I mean, I still don't think it's quite as wild as Robo Vampire. So maybe I'll just give it a nine. <laughs> okay, fair. Because um, Robo Vampire just like really was a different. I mean, like yeah, and that the, one was like trying to be normal. I think Wasn't that one was trying to be normal. Yes, I yeah. think so. This one knew what it was and leaned into it and yeah. had better production value. So, like, there were yeah. certain things that like contributed to my buying in a bit more. That's fair. This. Um. So finally, did you like this, and <laughs> would you recommend it? Um. I mean, it's crazy and. Uh, I don't know what I did. I like it. Like, sure, it's crazy. It's silly. Would I recommend it? I guess it's thirty minutes. Like, it's on YouTube. It's free. Check it out. Like, there's some crazy parts. It might be worth it. I don't know if I'd be like, you gotta see this. I don't know if that would be. <laughs> it would be like a ringing endorsement. But I'd yeah. be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I think <laughs> I definitely liked it, and I definitely would recommend it. Um, mainly because I'm maybe the, the one caveat I would say on the recommendation bit is I might put a bit of an age limit on that. Cause I'm like <laughs> anyone who was born in the year 2000 or beyond isn't going to get certainly some of the older could stuff. like it certainly could yeah. like it for sure. But like some of these, some of just the more kind of visual enjoyment aspects of this, Mm-hmm would be lost on you. Yeah, and totally. That's like, not, like and the that's tracking not a bad thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it just, it would make your experience in this movie quite different from my own. Yeah. And that's totally fine. But um, I think my recommendations would be for people where I'm like, you have to be, like, to really, I think, fully appreciate what this is, you have to be familiar with some of these things things like yeah from and from the time not like yeah there's any number of people who are you know born in like 1998 and beyond who like 80s movies who like cop yeah. movies you know like yeah I get it but I'm like but some of this stuff you had to actually be alive <laughs> yeah 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 to, I think that's to fair fully appreciate why this is like kind of fun now yeah like Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it, and that's only a light caveat. I think everyone yeah. is capable of enjoying this, but I think yeah, there's an eight. There, there's probably some kind of generational shift. Totally, where, and I don't, and I don't know what year it would even be exactly, but yeah, because um, I don't, rem- I don't really remember when VHS fully died. <laughs> I don't either. But, I don't either. Uh, but I know it has to be around the late nineties. So yeah, that means that if you were born even in 1995, you probably don't have any memories of what it was like to watch like a really shitty VHS copy of something. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's to to your benefit, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, seriously. Um. Well, this has been a real roller coaster ride of emotion uh, for myself. Uh, it's been a pleasure, as always, listeners. Thank you, Amy. I am Sarah, and we will see you next week in Spain.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.